Hey, 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 thank you for joining in on the Key Conversation. It is your favorite host, Quana. Today, we will continue our college journey conversation, starting a new chapter about HBCUs, specifically focusing this episode on Tennessee State University, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. Thank you for coming and representing your school. Let's let's get started with the introduction. So you want me to just introduce myself? That's kind of what the introduction Okay. <laughs> so in HBCU culture, we do like HBCU introductions. Oh. And I'm going to show you mine. Go, go. Let's go. So let's you go. go. Greetings and gracious salutations. I am Ariana McDowell, a second year biology major, hailing from the oh-so-great Dallas, Texas. So that is how you introduce yourself to your peers or to, like, if you're networking with people, that's how you introduce yourself. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Now that the, what is it called? The HBCU introduction. Oh, is it the TSU introduction? No, all HBCUs do it. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, we didn't do that back when I started school. <laughs> we didn't do all that, but that's cute. That's cute. I like it. So, let's get started. So, honestly, I was thinking, well, I always say this, like, choosing a college is your first real adult, like, decision. As a parent, you kind of want to step in, but then you're the one that has to be there for, like, four years. Right. So, we kind of want you to do do that on your own. So, how did you um, come to that conclusion to attend the HBCU because you know you your school well I know your school may have been diverse but you know like from mm -hmm. the area that you grew up in and kind of your friends surrounding you didn't have a lot of you know um, minorities in your friend group right. so what motivated you to want to attend the HBCU well my dad had always talked about wanting me to go to HBCU but I was never like 100% sure but um, literally the week right before COVID, at my high school, they decided to plan this HBCU tour trip. Mm -hmm. And they drove us around to all types of HBCUs. And actually during that tour is whenever I toured TSU. Mm -hmm. So whenever I toured it, I was like, oh, I like like how it has this family aspect. Because my tour guide at the time was the freshman class, um, the Mr. Freshman. So, like, we have our royal court, so you have, like, Mr. Fresh, Mr. Sophomore, all the way through the classifications, and then you have, like, Mr. and Miss TSU. And I had talked to the Miss TSU at the time, and I was, and everybody was, like, saying, hello, like, what's up, how are you doing today? People you just walking up to. Mm -hmm. And everybody was so close. Even though we don't have the smallest campus, everybody knew everybody, and we were, and they were just one big family. And that's what drew me, especially to TSU. And then when it came to applying for schools, I knew that I wanted to go to Texas because I had been here for a long time and I wanted to like reach out to different places. And I actually did apply to some PWIs, but in the end, I wanted that family aspect. I wanted to be able to find that sense of family that I had here, mm -hmm. there. Okay. So when, what the, does your high school do that HBCU focus? Um, event every year or this is just that was just specifically that year they thought it would be a good idea so that was the first time that they had ever done it mm -hmm. um but then COVID hit so obviously they couldn't do it the next year's like after, up until I graduated I'm not sure if they're doing it now mm -hmm. it was a lot of money I will say right but um I, I forgot what his name was but the administrator that put it all together 
um, he was like very encouraging whenever it came for me applying to these schools. And mm-hmm. I feel like without him, I probably wouldn't have gone to TSU because I was also the only person from that entire trip to actually go to one of the schools that we toured. Right, right. So when they came and they highlighted HBCUs was cost, did that play a factor in it? Because I know HBCUs are about 26% lower, mm-hmm. you know, than the PWI. Like, did that come into play or did y'all even talk about cost? Um, we definitely talked about cost because, like you said, HBCUs are a lot cheaper than um, PWIs. But you also got to think of the tuition is cheaper, which is a plus, but that doesn't mean that the conditions that you're staying in are good. Right. But And we talked about all that. Like, we even got to tour the, like, the dorm rooms. We got to actually see what it like was about. But cost was a definite, like, a definitely major play mm-hmm. in touring the schools. Right, right. I know you said that when you got there, you know, you felt that sense of home and that connection. What is another um, unique experience that you had when you first toured? Or even on, like, like walk us through your first day. Like on campus? Yes. I've, I, or your first week. I'm not going to say your first day. Well, first week, because, yeah. First week. So we have freshman week the first week. And... Before I actually went to TSU, I was already a part of an organization, which is really rare because at TSU, you can't join any organizations until you have sophomore credits. So you have to have 30 or more credits. But they only have two organizations that you can join your freshman year, which is Freshman Innovation Council, which is I'm a part of the cohort five of that. And then they also have the freshman delegation for SGA, which is the Student Government Association. And we got into um, FIC before the school year started. Mm-hmm. So even though I kind of knew people, I didn't really know them because we only talked over Zoom. So whenever I actually came to campus, it was like <laughs> I texted in our group me. And I was like, can somebody come with me to come get my ID? And I had met my best friends. <laughs> and I think that... Whenever I would go around campus, I would walk around and I see like all the upperclassmen or even my own advisors because they're upperclassmen as well. I just felt like this pride Mm -hmm. and everybody had pride for their school. And not a lot of people show that, but everybody that goes to TSU is proud that they go there. Yeah. And they're glad. Like our um, five song, as I say, we literally say, I'm so glad I go to TSU. Right, right. And even though... We have, like, our rough times, which I found out later on in the school year. I'm still, like, proud that I go there. Yeah. That's a commonality between HBCUs, like, that sense of pride, you mm-hmm. know, and you take it on into your adult life. So, that, yeah. that's that's nice, though, that you got that feeling the first week there. So yeah. So, that's really cool. So, what was your biggest adjustment? <sighs> I think just because I moved all the way from Texas to Tennessee. I had to learn like stuff about Nashville because I I don't know what they got. That was my first time ever being in Nashville, from what I can remember. I had been there when I was like a baby or like small, but being there as an adult, I was like, I don't know what I got to do. <laughs> and then also just getting used to like whenever I was here in Texas, I was already doing stuff on my own because my dad did a good job of preparing me to go to college. But now I had to actually apply it. Like, yes, I know my dad was a phone call away, 
But whenever I busted my tire and was on the side of the road, he couldn't come pick me up. Right, right. So I I just had to learn how to do things for my own without any help. But what about, so the adjustment from home life to college life, you kind of had to be pushed into being more independent knowing that your dad was 10 hours away. But what about the adjustment from, to a like a predominantly, like a majority mm-hmm black college like yeah. you you're not you're you have a lot of friends that are that are of different you know races yeah. or whatever so i would think that that would have been the biggest adjustment for it you. was a big adjustment because my best friend she's white and in high school i didn't have many friends because all of my friends were older than me so my freshman year my best friend graduated so she was completely gone and i went through the rest of my high school friend like years with base, like acquaintances, like people I would hang out with, but they weren't truly like my best friends, people that I would go to for stuff. So whenever I came to TSU, I tried to make friends and it I, I went through a lot of um, like hardships. I ended up stopping being friends with like my original group mm-hmm. and then I found my people. But you definitely get used to being around different kinds of Black people. Because, you know, not all black people are the same. We all act different. Yeah, we do act different. <laughs> and I've, I'm glad that I didn't, like, get culture shock because my high school was pretty diverse. And that's what I was expecting. Like, I was like, this is going to be a culture shock <laughs> for her. Because when you know you are at the, your, your selection of music <laughs> and your selection of crushes, yes. I'm like, ooh, I got to pray. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say, whenever... Before I left, I knew that there were some things about me that I would have to code switch a little bit mm-hmm. back to, you know, the way that people think that I should act. But once I got comfortable, I realized, like, I don't really care. Right. Because everybody knows that I'm the biggest Harry Styles fan. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going I'm not going to show it off like how I do here with right. my friends. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do that no more because... I didn't want to, because people don't understand that. People don't, it's always, well, why do you like this white boy? Why do you like this kind of music? I'm like, well, I like all types of music. I listen, I'll sit there and listen to French music if I like it. Mm-hmm. And I just had to go around teaching people that. Because I would have people coming up to me all the time asking me about stuff like that. And I would just have to talk to them, under, let them understand that it's not just because it's him. I just like the music. Right. Like, I can like any kind of music, but I still listen to what y'all listen to. I swear I do. But that goes back to you having to find your group of friends that mm-hmm. is accepting of, you know, the fact that you have an eclectic like of music, right? Mm-hmm. Um, You have to find the right people that understands that. So I'm glad right. that you found that group of friends. But yeah, I was a little like worried. <laughs> and then when you came home, you was like, oh, but then... This time, you, you, I can tell that you, you really enjoy it. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy about that. And I also think last time, whenever I came home and I talked to you, I was also friends with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Because they weren't very encouraging. And they were very dismissive, dismissive about like things that I had going on. And a big thing that I went through this year was with my mental health. Because mm-hmm. I started therapy this year. And they were very, they weren't very as supportive as friends should be. Right, right. And this relationship that we were trying to build. So once I left, I actually started hanging out with a new group. And that's like my sisters today. Mm-hmm. 
And mm-hmm. they are more accepting of like the things that I do, like the way that I move. They know, like they support me whenever I went to LA. I dropped everything. I went to LA just to go to concerts. Right. And right. with them, I got closer to my faith. Like I got closer to God. Mm-hmm. We go to church every Sunday. And I just feel like you definitely go through your wave of friends until you find the right ones. And I'm glad that I found the right ones. Yes. As an adult, this is the time I I have a friend that he and I talked about this um, actually recently. Like this is the time now you're going to start meeting those lifelong friends. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you have to kind of filter them out and it's okay to, you know, switch them out. It's okay to say I don't want that type of energy around me. So I'm so proud to have been a part of you becoming the woman that you are. Yes. So now tell me this. Um, what's your mission statement at TSU? Our mission statement? Yeah. That's like, a good what's question. your goals? What's your... Oh, like my personal one? I know your personal goals, but I'm saying you have that pride for your school. Like, mm-hmm. what's, what, I know you, we talked uh, about your song, your fight song yes. or whatever. So at TSU, we go by Think, Work, Serve. And we always, like, no matter what, we have to think, we got to work, and we have to serve. Basically, they're just trying to set us up to be the best that we can be. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know this, but, you know, Oprah, she's TSU alum. Yeah. <laughs> so, we make the greats. <laughs> <laughs> but, basically, at TSU, we just, they have so many opportunities for us, and they go out of their way, because they truly care about their students. And even though sometimes I know students don't understand that they think that just because they're not communicating and they're not telling them what's going on or they feel like they're struggling. If you talk to the right people mm-hmm. and you do it the correct way, they will help you because oh, I've been through some stuff this this past year, but I have connections to the right people mm-hmm. and I end up loving it because I was able to get the help that I needed. So I feel like the students that are struggling a little bit or people that have left, they just didn't try to, they didn't try enough to make it work. Right. Now, I know we talked, you talked about your sense of belonging and how you felt like a family when you got there. So what do you feel you're getting at an HBCU that you wouldn't have gotten from anywhere else? Mm-hmm. And then like TSU, you can, you can be specific to I think at an HBCU, these are all people that look just like you. Yes, you're from different places and whatnot, but we basically all been through the same thing. Like what they they say always, we all had the same childhood. We yuck your mama woke you up. Mm-hmm. You had to clean the whole house up. Like we all had those similar experiences, and you got to bond over that. And then also, everybody is going to HBCU for that culture. Everybody wants that HBCU culture that you can only get there. And at PWIs, yes, they can have a student, a black student union, but that's only a small group, like Mm -hmm. what they call a mini HBCU on the PWIs. But no matter what, you are still surrounded by PWI customs. Mm -hmm. And I've been, whenever I came home for Christmas break, I went to UNT, which is the school that I applied to if I decided to transfer from TSU. And we went, I went to a basketball game and it was so different. I hated it (laughs) because they had, um, in between the quarters, they had performances. I'm like, wait a minute. Performances? Like, that's between the, what is going on here? What is going on? 
But at HBCUs, like, we singing, you know, the band is playing. Mm-hmm. Like, they playing to me in a band. And at UNT, they was playing, um, whatchamacallit, the Hey Song. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I, I think the biggest thing that drew me closer to HBCU was that culture. Like, I was looking for that sense of culture. Mm-hmm. And then also... At the PWIs, you're more subjected to racism as well. Because um, whenever I was um, on a trip with TSU in Atlanta, we went to an HBCU. Um, uh, HBCU. <laughs> we went to a PWI. And we were trying to get into this frat party. And they literally would not let us in because we were black. Oh, wow. And then they let the white girls walk past us and go wing. But they told us they were at capacity. No. So, at HBCU, obviously, yes, we do have other races that go there. And that was going to be my next one. You mm-hmm. know, I know one thing isn't isn't a lack of, and that's diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. Although, like, we put emphasis on black students, they still include other races. Mm-hmm. And that's oh, definitely. Say. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, um, we have a lot of international students. Mm-hmm. And they, because they mainly come to SU to play sports, um, but we'll see them on campus. They're actually some of our best players. <laughs> like, they are good. And a lot of our, um, like, health science majors and nursing. Oh, nursing. Uh, there's a lot of other races in those programs. But, I mean, we are majority black, but we do see other races. And mm-hmm. then we also, like, network with um, other races, especially whenever we do, like, our career fairs. It's not just black businesses coming to our career fairs. Right. Like, these are... Like these big companies that are willing to come and work with us, mm-hmm. and even um, we connect with the state um, government as well. Like my one of my good friends, she had um, and she did this program with the mayor of Nashville. Right. So we're not only subjected to just our bubble with black people; we're open to all races. Well, that and that's a good thing. It's and like fraternities and sororities too. Those are big things, and they they create like family. You mm-hmm. know, those those that family, that sense of you know family, that culture. Mm-hmm. So, how what is has been your experience with that? With like organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've only been in one organization. I can't speak for no other ones, and I definitely cannot speak about Greek. Um, but from what I've seen on the outside, looking like on the outside. I see the fam- like I see the family aspect definitely mm-hmm. because I know for at least FIC like we call our advisors our aunts and uncles even though they're only a year older than us like they're people that we look up to and even um, our actual advisor um, Dr. Stevenson Dean Stevenson he's like that's like my uncle like he take care of us like we're his children right. and I know all of my cohort five peers like we are all one big family always going to look out for each other and that's going to continue on past when we graduate because we done been together since like july Mm -hmm. of the previous year right and so and there's 50 of us and if like all 50 of us were in one room we would talk and hang out like we were one big family right and that's what we did so I feel like especially the administration and the upperclassmen make sure that, especially the ones that are over organizations, make sure that everybody in that organization feels it's included. Taken, yeah, taken care of. So what things did you see at HBCU that you didn't expect to see? I know we talked about the teachers. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. Um that's a good question. I don't really know. Cause I feel like everything that I got I expected, like cause things such as like going from issues that we have, all HBCUs basically have the same issue, mm-hmm. like housing crisis, like stuff like that, money issues with the state, like all HBCUs go through that. Um, that's, I really don't know. I think I expected pretty much everything. So is your teacher staff diverse? Did you expect it to be diverse or did you go in there thinking like, all of my teachers are going to look like me? I knew that not all of my professors were going to look like me. I knew for a fact. I have had, um, two black professors, I think. No, three. I've had like three black professors in this past year. And... I knew that it wasn't going to be fully black because, I mean, where people going to get a job, they're going to get a job. Exactly. So tell me, since we're focusing this on Tennessee State University, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tell us what makes y'all unique. Um. Why should why <laughs> should anyone that is, you know, the juniors and seniors out there that's like, I don't know what I'm going to do, like, why TSU? Well, I feel like no matter what you're trying to do in life, TSU is a good place to go because there's opportunities for you in any direction. So a lot, a big thing that we like to brag on is our health science building. So like for the nursing majors, the health science majors, like anybody that wants to go towards the medical field, me, (laughs) we have this new building. And in this building, if somebody were like, to become pregnant on campus <laughs> and they have the baby on campus, let's just say it happens, we can take care of that baby for up to two months mm. on campus because okay. we are equipped for that. And then I think that even though there are some issues, I feel like our administration truly cares about us and they want to see you do great things. Like there are, there are so many ways that they can truly help you if you put towards the effort and if you put in any effort, they're going to look out for you. Mm-hmm. Like, all you have to do is network. And you'll honestly have a great experience. And then also, if, like, for all the musicians and stuff, we have our own record label. And obviously, for, like, the band, you know, everybody loves... A lot of people come to TSU for AOB, um, which we want... AOB won two Grammys this okay. past year. Two Grammys. <laughs> So, like, for all the band people, they love to come to TSU because they want to be in the AOB. So, I feel like there's just so many opportunities that people can get coming to TSU. But then also, Nashville is a beautiful city. And the places surrounding Nashville, like, and you even work opportunities in Nashville, like, it's in the city. So, mm-hmm. you can work anywhere. Okay. Okay, TSU, y'all see? Y'all here, out here trying to promote. You know. So, we talked about networking. Now, I know HBCUs focus on underserved communities. How do you guys give back to the communities in your area? Or do y'all have specific communities you focus on outside of the area? How does that work? Mm-hmm. So, this previous year, I actually worked um, really closely with our student trustee. He's on the board of trustees. And we really focused on working, working on um, doing things for the outside community and then also the community within TSU, especially through, like, our custodial staff and, our, like, our food workers. Okay. Because 
they are just regular people that just come to work every day I and serve that. us. I love that. Mm-hmm. And we did a whole fundraiser called the Give Back. And we raised money to give back to them. And we bought them um, gifts. We made them cards. We bought them like cupcakes mm-hmm. just so that they feel appreciated. And then we also connect with outside like leaders, like people from the NAACP because we have loca- there's a location there. And we make sure that they understand that TSU is always there to help because TSU isn't just TSU. It's also a part of the city and we care about that as well. And then also the, um, we work, people work closely with the mayor, people from Fisk, Vanderbilt, like not even just TSU, Fisk, Vanderbilt, um, Belmont and TSU, they work real closely with like the mayor and they give, um, the mayor information on how to better the city and whatnot. And there's a lot of our student leaders that'll go to local elementary schools. I know for a fact our Mr. and Ms. TSU visit off, often with the elementary schools, tell them about HBCU culture. And um, I feel like we have a lot of different opportunities for outreach in the community. Nice. Okay, before we go, let's confirm for everyone the things that are big, that are a big deal for HBCU. So mm-hmm. I'm going to start the list and say homecoming. Is a big deal. Oh, yes. Homecoming is a whole event. That's a whole... You got to prepare the week before, and then the week of is a hot mess, and then the week after is the recovery. God, what's next? <laughs> like, what's next on the big? Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, homecoming. Um, we have what's called um, Tiger Fest. Um, a lot of different HBCUs have similar things. But they call it differently based on, like, their school's culture. But um, it's, like, at the end of our election week for SGA. And we get the announcements of, like, who won the election. And then it's just a big celebration. We have our concerts. We have concerts all the time on campus. Like, especially, like, for homecoming, we had Glorilla. Because, um, you know, she's from Memphis. And then for Tiger Fest, we had NLE. Okay. And, um... We we like to have fun on campus. I will say there's always something going on. We always having some people, somebody there. Like I know, um, Jacquees came one one day, just like came and came and spoke, and he even sung a little song. Okay. Um, and then um, we also have Freaknik. Everybody has Freaknik, but Freaknik. that's that's not associated what? with TSU. Do not associate Freaknik you with TSU. Be associated with you? Either. I mean, no. <laughs> But Freak Nick is completely different. Yes, uh, like it's for the college students, but it's not associated with the actual school. But Freak Nick is a big thing people prepare for. Like I spent, I spent some money on Freak Nick. Oh, da- <laughs> Daddy gonna hear this. Then we have like the, the bands, and then the dance mm-hmm. lines, and the fraternities yes. and sororities. Like all of those yes. are a big thing in the HBCU culture. So I think. You know, anyone who chooses HBCU is a good choice. Yes. So, I'm going to say thank you again for sharing your journey with me. (laughs) As always, my hope is that we've helped any of the juniors and the seniors who are out there and still not sure what college they want to go to. Um, You've shared some really good information, so hopefully this helps them make that decision. I'm going to say to you out there listening, if you've decided you want to go to TSU or you want more information about TSU... You can reach out to her on IG. Share your yeah. IG name. Ooh, ooh what is it? <laughs> I think it's Ari dot underscore dot Nicole. Okay. And I'm always I always answer the questions about TSU. 
All right, well, if you want to hear more details about another HBCU or additional information on any of the other topics, follow up and share your ideas with me. Direct message me on IG on the key conversations with the S or leave me a message on Spotify and thank all of you for joining in on the conversation today. Don't forget to make all of your conversations count. Sending positive energy out to everyone. Hope you all have a wonderful day.